Well, we just wanted to kind of share a couple of testimonies from Friday night. Um, Jess and I have been talking over the last couple of weeks, the space that we want to create for, for, us, for us young adults, um, centered around the most important thing is the presence of Jesus. We're like, we want to create a space where we can come and we can connect and we can enjoy Jesus and move where he moves. So we're like, Jess is going to share now, but we're literally just like, well, if he goes to the left, we're going to the left. If he's staying dead still, that's where we're going to be. And so we literally just created the space and beautiful Jade and Brandon hosted us in their place in Somerset on Friday night. And it was just the most beautiful time. I honestly, like I've experienced some pretty wild meetings and I was like, this one is paralleling these meetings. It was like, it was like, it was amazing. It like it felt like the, like it was such a free space. It was so much like of Jesus there. And and I was looking around the room. Every single person was encountering Jesus in a different way. There wasn't like we're all standing and we're all just doing. There's like a couple of people were jumping around the room. A couple of people laying down, crying, laughing, crying. Me, I was laughing, crying, laughing, crying. <laughs> and it was just it was so beautiful. And I, I had this experience with the Lord where, where I can't, I saw this this pool um and, and in my mind i knew it was it was like this baptism pool and like the lord was like taking us into this baptism pool of his love and i just wanted to share just because you know all of these testimonies as soon as you hear a testimony it's like the lord saying yep that's for you you know when you, when you hear a testimony it's not just because oh you missed it somebody else got it no that's not how the lord works it's accessible to all of us and so my heart in just sharing some of the testimonies is like I had that whole, I had experienced the whole week that the Lord wants to encounter us. That He's so eager to encounter us. And we know it's not just about a moment. He permanently wants to encounter us. He wants to encounter us in our everyday moments. And yeah, so to just take that as a testimony that wherever you are, whatever you're going through, Jesus wants to encounter you in your life, in your day, in your moment. And just even now, just as Jess is about to share, like open up your hearts and just get ready to receive because the Lord's, He's got something special for us today. So, yeah. So I'm going to share a little bit what I, what I shared on Friday night and what's kind of interesting about it is on Friday, I was like, oh, you know, I've kind of got a couple thoughts but just go with me on it, like, we'll piece it together. And then the Holy Spirit really was speaking to me while I was talking. So I was like, you know, we were like, wow, that was really good. And I was like, dude, I know, I was hearing it for the first time as well. Like, jeez. <laughs> and then this morning I was like, yeah, I can share it again. And then I looked at my notes and I was like, wow, there's not a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily... If it was God sharing such a great word on Friday, I'm hoping that he can share a great word on Sunday. Um, So basically, what I wanted to share, what I shared on Friday, what I actually feel like is for us on Sunday as well, is what is definitely my heartbeat, what I have um, inside my heart, but also what I know is the heart of this ministry in this house. And that is what we want to do, what we uh, wanted to do from the very beginning is to build a habitation for the presence of God. That's what we want to build here. We're not building any other kind of structure. We're not trying to do, you know, just what everyone else is doing. Not that what everyone else is doing isn't good, but what, what are we doing? What is our part to play in the broader, uh, the broader body of Christ? And what we came in from the beginning was we want to build a habitation. And um, 
basically like I'm not interested in building a set a really good set of TED talks like I'm not interested in that that's like I'm I would like that to happen I would like that to be something that goes on I'm really enjoy that kind of um, space but that's not my intention or that's not what I'm building that's not my intention going into it um, and, and even if you look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 1 it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom and then when I, when I started just diving into that the reality is the presence of God building a habitation of God building a space that is pleasing to the Lord having a place where you like Lord you are welcome here creating a platform for the presence of God finds pleasing to rest in that's the beginning of everything else so the beginning of all wisdom the beginning of every single excellent sermon every move of the spirit every functioning cell group every healthy family everything that you can do it doesn't start by you saying lord i want to build a healthy family it starts by you saying lord i want to build a habitation in this place in me for you to come and rest in so the space that um i know that we want to build and the space that i think when i say we it's not just like us it's us our church our people our family the space that we want to build and it's not we're not going to build on what is conventional and then ask the lord to fill that space we're not going to okay well this is kind of what you're supposed to do and then we're going to build it up make it all very nice put our structures in as we're going to do and then be like okay jesus we've made this really nice space can you please come here and fill it up um what we want to do is i kind of paralleled it with how the israelites built the tabernacle what they did was they built a structure that could be taken down and moved when the cloud moved. So whatever God was doing, whatever structure they had, they had structure, they had something that was there to host the presence of God, but it was something that wasn't built in. It was something that they could pack up, put on something and move. When the cloud moved, they moved. When it moved here, they moved. And um, I was thinking about this in worship. When, when you guided by a cloud, you know, your eyes are up, you're looking up, you think, okay, well, where's God? He's moving there, we're moving there, he's moving here, he's moving here. And it just reminded me when I was dancing, one of the things they taught you how to keep your balance was wherever your eye line is, you're going to go there. So if you were trying to balance, you'd be like, you know, one leg, one leg up, one leg up there. If you've got your head like too far this way, you're going to go that way. If your eye, I always had a thing where I used to look down and I used to always like kind of fall down, <laughs> turning everything. You have to keep your eye line here because if you don't have your eye line up you're actually going to fall down and i think it's very similar in in the spirit if you whatever you have your eye line on you're going to going to move to that thing you're going to go to that thing so if you've got your eyes on you know what's wrong what's going what's going wrong and even if you you're praying about that thing you've got your eyes on that thing you're kind of going to into that space if your eyes are on, we're going to just build an incredible set of sermons. Although that is a really good intention. And I really, like I said, I really hope we do have those things. And I believe that we will because everything flows out of the Lord. But then you're going to just zero in on that thing. And your eyes come, get taken off. Actually, well, what is the main thing? The main, keeping the main thing, the main thing is keeping your eyes on the Lord and following that cloud. And everything that we build, every structure that we have that follows the presence of God. And um, we want this place that we build to be a place that, uh, that creates sensitivity to the spirit. Because if you're the kind of people that have got a tabernacle, you're constantly watching, okay, where's God? What's good? Do we need to pack up? Do we need to pack up and move? Do we need to go here? Do we need to go here? What's going to happen? And it creates people that aren't just like, oh, this is where we always come. This is what we always do. We're sitting in our chairs. We're just doing this thing. It, it creates a level of excitement of like, well, where are we going next? What does God have for us next? 
and it creates people that are sensitive to the spirit. I thought about, you know, in Genesis 1, um, it, it says that the Lord was hovering over the earth and it was like this, this I always like to think of it as like, almost like a sound, like a do do do, you know? And I had this picture of like people that can put their hands to the floor and feel, okay, well, what is God doing? What's he saying? Where are we moving to? What's the new thing? What's happening? And I think if you are people that build around a tabernacle that can be packed up and moved, you create people that are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and that as one, you can say, wow, we really feel the Lord on worship right now. Okay, well, we're going to move this structure to incorporate what God is doing in worship. Maybe, maybe we don't do a sermon. Maybe we go along and worship. Maybe we do this. Okay, you know, God's really on this particular series on like what we've been doing in worldviews, on this particular thing of sermon, this um, building foundations, like real um, logical, like really thinking through stuff, apologetics. God's really on that. Cool. We pack it down, we move it there, and we camp in this space. Maybe the Lord's really in here. But whatever happens, that we as a body, we know what God is doing, we're sensitive to His Spirit. And not just in, in church, but when you're at work, you're at home, you're with your families, with your friends, you've developed this thing of like, oh, I see, I, I know what that feels like. I see, I sense in my spirit the cloud moving. And you go, okay, well, I'm going to steer the conversation here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go there. I'm going to turn right instead of turning left in my car like I usually do. But you're so sensitive to knowing what it looks like when God moves, that you can move with Him. And the other thing is to cultivate in that space a really deep, value and longing for the presence of God. So if you are people that are like, you, you don't understand, everything starts from this place. All wisdom starts in this place. My very life starts from his presence. Everything begins right here. And you've experienced what it's like to just be with him. Like um, Timothy Hedo was saying, to just rest in his presence, to just be in that space. And you've experienced what that is. You're like, yeah, you know, I don't want anything else other than that. I actually want to be in this place. Um, the other thing I was thinking about was that being there in that resting place with the Lord, that's our factory settings. If you look, even the creation story, man was created um, on the sixth day and the seventh day God rested. It was a moment where there was any work. It was a moment of just being with God and then they moved off to do something. The beginning, you started in his presence in that space of rest and you go, that's your factory settings. And a lot of times, you know, we think that to get to that place of encounter, it's like some university-level degree Christianity. But in reality, it's, at, it's your factory settings. And sometimes we have to get back to that place. You actually have to push reset um, on your phone. And I think sometimes what we've done is we're feeling like we're caught up in all this stuff and we just want to get back and, you know, there's stuff going on. And it's like, you know, you've loaded this kind of thing and that kind of lens and put this on and you're trying to add things to your life to try and get back to where you know you're supposed to be. When in reality, it's all those things that you're trying to plug in to you to try and get a little bit more close to the Lord, all those things you're trying to do to get back. That those are the things that actually you just need to push reset and go, wait, no, I'm just coming back right here. My beginning is with him in his presence. It's not with all these other things that are all going around, all around you. And to also know that that actually is your factory setting and to believe that, that that is actually, you don't have to do anything. That's actually where you began yourself. Um, a couple of things to note, like I said, this is the beginning of everything. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God. That's the start of the Bible. In the beginning, God. Then even if you look, um, I'll read it in John 1, where in the New Testament, 
and it says, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him not anything that was made was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Everything starts there. Even if you look um, in the Bible, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Um, if you go on a bit to John 3, where it speaks about being, that you, you can't go to heaven unless you're born of water and born of the Spirit. And what the Lord just started speaking to me about was like, if you, he says, you, you, you can't go on from here. You actually need to go back to the beginning and be born again, but with the Spirit. It's like, you can't just start here. You actually have to start in the Spirit. So I'm going to take you back to start one, so you can start in the Spirit again. It's like you're being born again in the Spirit. It's like, you can't do this unless we go right back to the beginning of you and we just we bring you the beginning must be in the spirit um and later on then when he's talking to Nicodemus it's the whole thing of like for God so loved the world that he gave his only son it's this thing of giving us his presence Emmanuel God with us goes back to him and says you know this is what happened so that the promise in Isaiah about Emmanuel God with us would be fulfilled it all comes back to what do you do in the beginning it's you in the presence of God. This is the main, main thing. And I do believe that everything else starts and flows from this place. So all the wisdom, all the, or like everything else that you would want to build into your life starts here. And I believe that we will have all of those things provided we keep that main thing the main thing. Um, and then just something I wanted to share, which I found really, really interesting. It was from a quiet time that I had last year. Just speaking on, okay, well, what does being baptized in the Spirit look like? What is that? What is that? Well, like tangibly, what, what is, well, how is that going to work? And I remember the Lord sp- spoke to me a bit about, um, yeah, to go and look at Exodus, where they built the tabernacle, and then compare it to when they built the temple later. Because what happens, they built both structures and the presence of God came in. I was like, okay, well, let's see, like maybe there's a pattern here. And I actually, like, I actually highlighted it because I did, it was so similar that it literally, and I, and I highlighted the one sentence blue, the one yellow, the one, literally follows the same pattern in both parts of scripture, which I got really excited about. So this is the tabernacle. It says, then the cloud covered the tent of meetings and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Then later we've got the temple and it says this, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. So I'm just going to read it like bit by bit and then I'm going to show you what I saw in this. So it first says, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting. Kings, it says, a cloud filled the house of the Lord. And it says, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And it says, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Says, um, and Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it. it. Says, and so that the priests could not stand to minister. Or there's two accounts of the temple. Says, and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord. And the end it says because the cloud had settled on it, because of the cloud. And the end it says, and the glory of the Lord had filled the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. It's like it's quite interesting. The first thing I noticed was in Exodus when they speak of the tabernacle, they're speaking of the cloud. It's a proper noun the cloud in the in kings and in chronicles they speak of a cloud uh, like a uh what do you call it common now so what's quite interesting for that is like they say the cloud because they were it was 
they knew the cloud. It was like, oh, it was the cloud. It's the cloud we've been following for 40 years. It's the cloud. We know that it is. Oh, it's the cloud. Where's the cloud today? Whereas in Chronicles and in Kings, they weren't used to that. They were like, hectic, it's a cloud. It's a cloud. What is that thing, you know? Um, So I was like, wow, there's a familiarity to the presence that they had there that was just quite interesting to me. And then the second thing um, I noticed was I was like, okay, let me go and take this, this infilling of the Spirit in a habitation. Let me go and look in Acts 2 where the Holy Spirit first came and rested on us as people and people became the habitation. And just to my absolute awe, there were my color stripes. It literally followed the same pattern almost exactly with a couple of key uh, distances. First thing that it says, it says, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house. So it goes the same thing. The one key difference is what do you think it would sound like if you were standing in an upper room and a cloud and the glory of the Lord rushed upon that room and filled the entire room? What do you think that would sound like? Because I would imagine that that would sound like a mighty rushing wind. Except for the first time, not, a, not only were we able to stand in the glory and watch it, but we were not only inside the house, we were the, the presence came and rested inside of us. So th- we weren't just watching the presence come into a room. They were standing in the room. And whereas previously the priests, not even the priests, not even Moses could stand in the holiness of that moment. Not only that, but it filled them. They, it didn't just fill the room and they were able to stand in the room. It actually filled them. And, you know, it says in the divided tongues and it appeared on them and rested on them. And then key difference, the other ones, the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. The last part of Acts 2, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It's this moment of, and I thought all of that glory. And if you read the account in the tabernacle and the temple, the region all around, the, the glory of the Lord fell there so, so much that the priests fell on their faces and just began to worship the Lord. That even in the tents around the tabernacle, people fell down and began to worship the Lord. The account is that the whole region around the temple, around the tabernacle, it was this mighty And the Lord started speaking to me about, well, who's living in you, Jess, and what kind of reaction should there be around you when you're walking around? You know, like what should there be? Like, am I aware of actually who's resting on me and in me? And am I cultivating a habitation within my life, within my spaces, within my church, within my work, within my family? Like what's resting in me that actually the glory should so be on me, not because of how fantastic I am, but because of how glorious he is, that actually people should find it difficult to actually be like, like, Is that you? Is that Jesus? Who is that? You know, that there should be a ministry of me just being in a space because I am the habitation of the Holy Spirit. Um, And so I just had this thing of just being like, okay, Lord, like make me, make me the habitation. Turn me into those people. And also looking at what happened after that. They were filled in the upper room and then they went out into the streets. Like they were so filled and in the same way that the tabernacle and the temple there was this reaction around them 
the people spilled out of that upper room, the place they'd been locked up in for how long, and they started preaching. They were drunk in the spirit. They were like, yeah, there was all sorts of like pandemonium, pandemonium and chaos ensuing. They said they sold things. They were giving to the poor. They were meeting in each other's houses. They were going to the temple every single day. They were breaking bread. They were meeting, and there was this excitement. It said, on that day, there were 3,000 souls added. And he said, this is your, your old men who will dream dreams, your young men will, this, this is male, female, everyone, this is you, this is us, this is what's going on, this is the cloud, it's in me, it's in you, it's in him, and we're going to go out and we're going to change the world. And they did. They literally, from that day, they were going out, they were sharing the gospel, and that cloud that, that pillar of fire in the cloud, it wasn't only resting on one thing. What happened? It split off and it became tongues of fire on each of those people. It was like not just in this one place in the temple that you could encounter the presence of God. No, it had split up and it was resting, those little tongues of fire, on every single person's their head. And they took that fire and they went out into the world and they shared it around everywhere. So... One thing I want to know is that when you follow the presence of God, sometimes it does look like chaos. Sometimes it does look like, what is that? But I have decided in and of my heart that I want to be one that knows the presence of God, that has got such a relationship with the Spirit, that I recognize Him even in the things that I don't recognize. So what makes it safe when I go out, I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. But I see Jesus there like... Then I'm like, oh, cool, I know who's doing this. I can get behind whatever the heck that is. Um, And I'm okay with that. It makes it safe because I know that he's safe. But how do I know that he's safe? It's so that I know him. And how do I know him? It's to be continually in his presence, building a habitation, getting to know and be familiar with the move of the Spirit. Um, We showed a video on on, um, Friday night. Beg showed it to me, and I was just so cool. Um, Some of you might know a couple of years ago in Bethel, a glory cloud manifested. Just this little ball of glitter, just like up in the air. Like it's, it's nuts. You look at the videos and you're just like, <laughs> part of me's like, do it again, Lord, and I'm coming, you know. Um, but <laughs> the whole thing that I find so cool, well, well, so cool on one side and also really weird on other. People were getting like upset about it, like really upset, like why? Because people were amazed by it. They were like rushing over and they were like trying to and like taking pictures and all of this. Thing. I'm like, and people got upset. They were like, you know, like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's distracting. Like, you know, and Bill Johnson made a point. He's like, you know, I don't know, but I, I feel like if God shows up as a cl- in a cloud and you're there like, oh, sh- don't want to be distracted. Go away. Focusing on you. Buzz off, you know. Like, what the hey? <laughs> you know? It's like, and he, his me the point, as long as you don't prostitute that thing and do it for your own glory, but you actually recognize this is the glory of the Lord. Let's go over there. Let's camp under it. Let's try and reach it. Let's play with it. Let's fill it up. Let's try and understand it. Let's pray about it. Let's, let's put all our attention on what God is doing. Why is that offensive? <laughs> you know? So that thing of following the cloud, following what he's doing, pressing into what he's doing, and trusting him in it. Um, and then, yeah, just to end off, when you come into the Lord's presence and when we're with God, it's not a case of you ticking off your time with, with God. Like, okay, been to church, had a quiet time, beautiful, like... Um, I was sharing on Friday, I had a difficult time the last little while in finding the right time to have my quiet time. 
just the whole the life was a bit difficult and um well my time was a bit um difficult and I was just getting really into a good spot of guilt and shame. You know, when you come up with Jesus with your Bible, you're like, hey. <laughs> no, we haven't chatted in a while, but I have like a little bit of time now. And I was just wondering, you know, if you wouldn't mind meeting me, like, <laughs> I have a meeting at two. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I started, and then, and then I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. So then I'm like, okay. Tonight is the night we're going to have a beautiful time. It's going to be just incredible. I got there and I'm like, they're like, yeah. And then, yeah. I'm like, no, carry on talking. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm just, yeah, no, what do you say? Just can you repeat that last bit? I may have zoned out. And then, then I'll be like, you know what? It's going to be better tomorrow. I think what will be best, Jesus, is if I just go to sleep now. If I get a good eight hours, I'm going to set my alarm early. And we're going to spend time together in the morning. We're going, to make tea, we're going to have tea together. It's going to be fantastic. Your alarm goes off and I'm like, start without me. I'm coming. <laughs> Put the kettle on. I'll be there in five minutes. Um, and so I ended up approaching my Bible, my, my, my quiet time, you know, like. <laughs> um. And I was like, yo, Jess, and now you're supposed to be in ministry, and you like, just, you're not doing great. And of course, the enemy loves that spot. He's there like, you write, you call yourself a Christian. Oh, and so I was kind of wrestling through these things. And then the Lord's like, I just, I had a really cool moment with God where he said, me, Jess, imagine you were in a relationship with someone who would tick off time with you because it made them feel like a better husband or wife like how would how would that be for you if they were like if they knew that they'd spent a half an hour time with you every day and they were like wow I'm such a good wife yeah um, and then they miss a day and it's not about like oh I missed out on time with you babe like I'm so sorry it's like I'm such a terrible wife like it's all about me you know and um you know when you feel the gentle rebuke of the Lord and you're just like oh I'm sorry. That is actually how I'd been feeling. I'd been like, I need to do this for you. I, need, I feel like a bad Christian or a good Christian, depending on how I approach my time with the Lord. And the Lord was just like, I'm not really cared about like the time. Obviously, I want to spend as much time with you as possible. Um, I'm not really... I actually just want to spend time with you. Like, I actually want to spend time with you. So, I mean, get in your word. Spend time with a God every day. That is very important. That's not what I'm trying to say. You must definitely do that. The Lord is like, if you, while we have your time, but then while you're washing your dishes, talk to me. While you're driving, talk to me. While you're speaking to me, talk in between things, talk to me. Like, I actually want to spend time with you, and that's what this is about. It's not about you being a good Christian and doing this and doing that. It's all about actually being with me, becoming a habitation, becoming a place that's pleasing for the Lord, that he wants to come and, have, um, and inhabit, a place that we can create and What's beautiful about doing that in and of your own life is you hold space for other people, but then when you do it as a community and as a family, you just hold a bigger space for bigger people. And also when you're weak, someone else can be strong for you and you can draw on people and you can create this nice space. So to end off, um, I just had that verse in Joshua that come to mind where it says, they've crossed over, they're in the promised land, they're in the promises, and Joshua says, choose this day who you will serve. In that moment where the cloud, all these things had kind of 
had, the manna had come to an end, they'd come to the end of this battle and they'd come to a place of habitation in the land. It was no longer just a tabernacle, it was the promised land, which was the, the, the habitation of God, was the land of Israel, he was the God of Israel. I said, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, Bex, I don't know if you're going to come up here with me. And what we thought we want to do is actually just to create space for the Lord now. And to just open up, open up your heart. And instead of trying to get rid of all those little things, reset to factory settings. It's in you already. It's actually how you were made. It's to go back to the beginning, to just open up your heart, to worship him, to love him, to spend time with him, and to create in you a space that just loves the Lord, that is open to his presence. So, yeah, that's what we want to do. And then, once you've kind of soaked it up, any of you lovely friends that were there on Friday, if you want to run around and just pray for some people and impart to them and just, yeah, just release, please, please do so. So, so everyone close your eyes. Let's just become aware of his presence. moment you can just look up I lift my eyes to the hills from where comes my help my help comes from the Lord of heaven and earth the Lord of hosts I just want you to take your finger and push factories reset factory settings just pick it up think of all these things all the busyness all the loudness in your head all of this stuff and just be like you know what Lord I just need to be born again in your spirit and just be taken back to the beginning and just start with you start in rest with you and you just push that button and I choose this day that as for me and my household we will serve the Lord we will follow the cloud. We will follow your presence. We will trust what you do and what you say. We just pour out our life to you, Lord. Just thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Lord, we just open ourselves up and we say, we are your habitation. Will you just fill us again? fire let it just rest on us and our spirit in our homes in our jobs in our fields of expertise in our city in our nation in the world lord but it starts with us just having a deep value for the presence of god emmanuel god with us this is the main thing the place where everything else flows out of. This is where it starts and where it ends. So I just think that maybe we just stand up and just coming to the middle and uh, the people who did just experience just the amazing infilling of his spirit and his glory on Friday night. You want to come to the front and you can just pray for, for everyone. The Bible says, do not be 
that, that, that fire that came down that Jess was speaking of, it, it's separated. It's another meaning to you're on fire for the Lord. You're on fire. We all need to be on fire. So let's just lift up our hands. You can come for prayer as well. Just to be filled again. Be being filled with His, with his presence, with His glory. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.